Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. You guys, I'm back in the witch room recording today. Isn't that so exciting? I mean, you guys aren't really here, but you it probably sounds different, I'm sure. The acoustics in here are a lot different than the tattoo shop. The ceiling's much higher. There's a lot more hard stuff on the walls, whereas in the tattoo shop, there's a lot more padding-type style fabrics. And I actually, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One wall is like a fabric wall within like fabric and shit on top of it. It's a back wall. But either way, it's, it just sounds different. It's probably all echoey and hollowy in here probably, but it's more back to me. So, yay. <laughs> so, how's everybody doing? Are we good? Did everybody stay safe during the really bad storms we've had? I really hope so. Um, got pretty rough here in Indiana. Um, we were like right on the line or close to the Illinois line. So, uh, it's right. I mean, it's, it's pretty close to some really severe shit. My, uh, my area got hit pretty decently, but outside area around got really bad. My, um, I, well, I was at work. My, one of my people had called in cause they were sick. They weren't feeling good. So I, uh, ended up working that night after working all day, well, actually, I left earlier that day, but I came back in and worked from about 3.30 till 10.30. And a little bit after 9, it started to get really, like, um, I don't even know what the right word is besides the area as fuck. It got really creepy vibe. Like, you could just feel everything shifting. And the wind was getting super scary. When 10 o'clock came, I locked the door, set the safe, which has a delay on it, went back, counted the last door, came up to get the deposit, or opened the safe to get the deposit out and count it, and the power goes out, and I am petrified by the dark, so I fucking scream bloody murder. Um, my key holder that was working with me, Ray, she freaked out, so I'm like, come back to the office with me, I'm fucking scared, it's, I'm just petrified. So we go and we hurry up and we do everything to get everything done fast. I figured I would just do my paperwork in the morning since I'd turn around and be in there at 6 a.m. and open. So we're rushing around, getting shit done, go to leave, and it is hardcore pouring, like, so hard I could barely see driving home. And I live, like, a half mile away from the store, literally. You pull out, you go up the street, like, one block to the actual main road, and then I just drive, like, seven blocks and I'm home. So... Excuse me, 10 blocks, actually. And uh, it was a little... uh, No, I'm sorry. Eight blocks. Fuck, it doesn't matter. I drive some blocks and I'm home. It's literally, like, not even a two-minute drive home. But I had to stop because I was so hard to see with the rain coming down like crazy. So I get home and make it. I got to calm down. My adrenaline's rushing from thing that happened. But I also need to get to bed because I have to be back in super early in the morning. It's Saturday. I got a lot of shit to do. So I'm... um, I get home and Travis and Brady were on the back porch and talking about watching lightning. It was insane. The thunder thing kept coming and then it calmed down a bit. And I thought, okay, well, maybe the worst has passed. So I go, um, I took my nighttime meds, go in the bathroom, wash my face and uh, clean up and everything so I could go to bed. And I'm in the bathroom and my phone rings and it's my mom. And I'm like, it's fucking weird. Like I expected it to be the security company saying the alarm was going off at the store because the wind was blowing so hard and it like, you know, set off something was my mom um she was actually on her way home from Indianapolis my uncle had had a heart attack a couple weeks or so ago I think I told you guys about um I went to his benefit a couple weeks ago 
So about a month ago, he had a heart attack. Anyway, so um, he had some more complications last Monday. They took him to the hospital again. They took him back up um, to Indianapolis, put him in. They did a surgery on Friday afternoon. Things were looked successful during the surgery. Comes out, they're having trouble getting his blood pressure up, his um, O2 levels or CO levels. I'm not sure. Some kind of levels. They're having trouble getting up. So they finally got everything up. They got his heart rate up, got him stabilized, looked good. So later that evening, they found he had um, bleeding in his groin area. I think it was internal. I'm not really sure how that all works. It's crazy, man. I was getting bits and pieces because I'm at work. So my mom is up there for the surgery. They get it done. He's doing better. And my mom's on her way home with my aunt, um, my aunt's common-law husband at this point, and uh, everything else. So they're on their way home, and they get hit by a tornado while they're driving. Uh, everyone's alive, everyone's safe, but they were coming home, and mom said it was super calm, like everything kind of stopped, she was like, okay, and then it started raining and hailing, and the wind got really strong, and then it just started wobbling the car around, and picked it up a little bit, turned it all around, and a fucking tree smacked into the backside of them, busted glass everywhere, all over them. It, it totaled the car. The car was completely destroyed, but they're safe. They're sore. They're shaken up. They have cuts from the glass, but they're alive and they're they're safe. So, very scary shit. Um, we had, I think, 60 tornadoes in Indiana or in America on Friday alone. I, it was insane. And I guess this coming Tuesday, we're going to have like a repeat of those kind of storms again. So, and it's literally looks like it's going to hit the same fucking area again. So I'm a little worried about that, but we will, uh, see how it all goes. Hopefully it all goes well. So yeah, um, (laughs) that's some craziness that I've experienced this week. And, you know, it's just scary because April is the time I swear when, we get the worst weather here in Indiana as far as like tornado wise goes or gusty winds, which I guess we had some in October once, but either way, it's very scary. And I'm just, I'm hoping that Tuesdays is not near as bad. So, so other updates in my life. Um, I told you guys last week about my hair using the not your mother's. That wasn't actually not, not your mother or wasn't actually not your mother or some fucked up shit they put in that bottle. So I had to cut my hair, guys. And, you know, I've been trying to grow it out for a while now. And I had to cut a, <laughs> quite a bit of it off. Like five five or so inches, six inches. So I'm really upset. But it feels so much healthier already. And it looks better. And we'll grow it out much longer over. So it's hair. It will grow back. <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I was actually off today after working, like, 90 fucking hours this week so I'm a bit exhausted but y'all have that Trav watches um the most random shit on uh TikTok and YouTube and he came across this channel for magnet fishing and he does a lot of magnet fishing I'm not sure if you guys all know what that is so it's basically you take a large heavy duty magnet attach it to a uh, rope and then throw it in a body of water and pull up when you or just kind of drag it back in and hoping that you um, snag something metal underneath there or something that's magnetic, magnetic, there we go, and bring it up. So 
they find cool stuff. They find like old guns that have been, you know, used in a crime and thrown in. Um, and they contact the police when they find those. They're like, hey, report this. And um, they found all kinds of stuff. They found safes. They found boxes with money. They found cars. They found box springs. All kinds of shows. They find cool stuff. Well, he just showed me a video. And this is probably like the eighth or ninth video. Probably just this week that he's shown me that people have found this kind of thing. So they're finding jars in there that are clearly not meant to be open. They are somebody's spell jar or curse jar or something. But you can tell by the way that it is made and the, the contents inside and the way it's wrapped that it is not for you to touch and you should not touch it. But people do dumb shit. So, yeah. Um for anybody magnificent, we need to let them know, don't fucking do this. And maybe we should, if we're going to throw our um, spell work into a body of water, we need to possibly find a better place than... To, oh, shit, the bed, what was that? Find a place where uh, magnet fishers aren't going to be able to reach it, I guess. <laughs> Something to be safe. But this guy was in, like, scuba gear, so he was deep down in the water for this kind of stuff, for some of it, and... One was an old metal box, looked like a jewelry box, but it was metal with some beautiful detailed engravings on top. Gorgeous fucking box I would love to have. And they didn't show what they had found when they opened it, so I'm a little uh, interested to see what that was, but you never know. So that's the interesting things I've came across this week. I hope everybody's having a great day. Um, I don't know if you guys caught the end of last week's episode where I was talking about the book I'm going to write. It's not really writing a book, it's just kind of putting together, like, the book I already have, but putting it into print for other people to have. So, when I make this come to fruition and be, I'm going to try to do a lot of, um, really cool additions to it so it has everything that somebody would need. So, please, if you guys have any ideas for that, let me know. I really want to make this something that every witch has um, availability to. Everyone can afford because it'll be cheap enough that everybody can get their hands on it. And just want to make it for everybody and things that they will actually be able to use and, and have. So that's just one of the many things in my mind. There's just been so much going on in life. Um, we, we all have a lot of things going on. Things that we need to deal with. Thoughts, feelings, emotions decisions, um, lots of things we just need to process, and we just don't take the time to make the time to take care of all these things. Many of us have a habit of putting it off till later and deciding, oh, we'll take care of it later, you know, we'll deal with that when it's more important or when we're closer to time, or, oh, you know, I don't feel like addressing that right now, and it gets to be a lot, and I feel like I'm not the only one when I say that having all of these unprocessed thoughts, emotions, um, actions that need to be made, decisions that need to be made, all of these things, these feelings that we've not addressed, having all this floating around there is very energy draining and makes us really just draggy and falling behind on so many things because we are so preoccupied with all the shit inside of our heads there's a lot of things that we have just gotten so used to putting on the back burner and dealing with a later time. And sometimes we have so many things we keep shoving in there 
that we're running out of room. And it could be very stressful. It could be very anxiety-inducing. But also it can fuck with us and our craft and our passion, our power, our self-esteem, our everything. So, you know, we, we spring clean our homes and our workspaces and our altars. So why not spring clean our souls? And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. The importance of spring cleaning our souls and not just spring all the time. I have not done it yet. Um, this spring, I wanted to kind of go over some things with you guys first, but you'll be able to tell the difference. I'm sure of my scatterbrainness and my brain and everything after I've processed everything I need to personally take time which I have scheduled some time this week to do all of these things because I really need to get to it and dive in head first to clean my soul so let's talk about it So, I just, right after I record the intro, I always go smoke a cigarette with Trap and kind of just get myself in the zone and kind of use those moments to get anything else I might need for a little bit before I start recording. Just kind of a habit of thing I, I do, like a ritual. I know I need to quit smoking, it's on my list, but murder is way worse than smoking. And if I quit smoking, I'm going to pick up murder and it's just a whole situation, so. But it's funny because I was typing something to... Um, comment on something and it reminded me I completely forgot I was going to tell you guys in this in the beginning my phone keeps auto-correcting the word save to sage and I don't know if it's like a sign that I need to sage again or what and I was telling Trav out this morning and he's like yeah it probably is a sign you need to sage again I'm like yeah but when I sage the demon inside of you can't fucking breathe when you breathe and you freak out and he started laughing and um I need to take a picture <laughs> I need to post the picture uh so the last couple times I've saged I've either had to get out of the house or do something because it's made him cough and choke and I'm like okay there's a fucking demon in you or something because this has never bothered you before like what the fuck this is, this is the other day when I did, he's holding up the fan, with, like, because we sleep with a fan on, so he brings out the fan, he's holding it up to keep it, like, the sage from blowing out of him, and he's freaking out, and I think I told you guys about it, it's been a little while back, and so I've been trying to figure out, like, why the fuck all of a sudden is this sage, like, why is it saging is bothering him so much, then I remembered that I had a different type of sage bundle that I've been using here lately, and I think that's why I think it's something that's wrapped inside with the sage bundle that's kind of getting to him. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a break on that. But it's just funny that my phone keeps autocorrecting safe to sage. It's definitely telling me when you do something. But So spring cleaning our souls. Um, it's very important. We I don't know how many times I've talked about self-care. It goes hand-in-hand with self-protection. But our, our souls... Our minds, our bodies are just as important as everything else when it comes to cleansing. And there's a lot of things that we don't under we don't realize are having an effect on things that fuck none of us sounded right. 
we don't realize the things that are affected by our souls needing this cleansing. So some of the benefits, just to name a few, of soul cleansing is peace. Finding some inner peace with things. And you're not going to be 100% peaceful and have 100% inner peace because obviously, come on, we got a lot of work to do before we get there. But calmness, clear thinking, easier decision making, energy, happiness, um, premonitions are going to be clearer and easier to understand. Better understanding of lots of things, honestly. Uh, you'll become a more powerful witch because you will have more understanding, more confidence, more clarity more of a, um, what the fuck's that word I'm looking for? Not interaction, connection, fuck, with the spirits around you, the deities, the energy, whatever it may be, you're just going to have, okay, instead of a loud-ass fucking truck, we have a loud-ass fucking Mustang that's up the road. I don't know if you guys heard it go by, but this guy, he's super nice, but he's going through, like, a second midlife crisis, so he keeps getting these very loud sports cars, and driving them around and then trading them in for another one and it's fucking annoying. But do you. Whatever makes you happy. Just don't gun it up the side road when you have to stop at the next stop sign, which is like not even 50 fucking yards away. Anyway, <laughs> see, I need to do some soul cleansing. You'll have better life balance, better connection with deities, like I said. Divination will come much easier and be clearer. And honestly, there's so much more so many more benefits to soul cleansing and it's just something that we need to start doing not just during the spring but during any time that we feel stuffy or we feel like we are too cluttered in our heads or we feel like we might be lagging or we're, we're feel like we're hitting that rut again or something these are all actions that we can take at any time to kind of get ourselves back to the best version of ourselves that we can be and honestly it's things that we can practice every day um some not every day but you know what I mean like these are things that we can incorporate into our lives and our weekly or monthly rituals or whatever to make sure we're staying cleansed and giving ourselves that little bit of boost every time so a lot of people say, well, how do we do it? How do we cleanse our souls? Well, everybody's different. So I'm going to give you guys a variety of ways that I do. Again, I have not done it yet. This like time frame. It's been a couple months since I've taken the time to actually do all of this. Last time I would say it would be like my winter quote unquote cleansing. But I'm going to start making a point to do a lot more of it every month. Some things every week. But normally I have been doing it with the change of the seasons doing all the things not just you know so I am going to start incorporating a lot more of it into a like I said a weekly monthly ritual but I think we can all benefit and you got to find your own group is the thing I can give you all the tools to help get you where I am but they may not work for you the way that I they work for me does that make sense because we're all different and there's no wrong way to be a witch. So what works for me may not always work for you. What works for you may not work for me. So these are things that I do. Meditation. For me is the first thing. It's number one, top priority. I need to meditate so I can get my mind and my body relaxed. And reaching that state of ease and comfort, I can just feel that whole body difference during meditation and afterwards. I just feel more 
calm and collected and more able to approach things in a better headspace and a better mind and with clarity and ability to tackle it in a different way other than being stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. Next thing I do, and this is completely optional, it's just only if it's something that you want to do, but it's something that works great for me, is going through and checking my chakras and opening them up and making myself more physically limber, my mind more limber as well, but open and accessible, access, fuck, why is that word so hard for me today? Making my mind more able and open to doing these things. So if you cannot do all of them, if you can get all of them open, if you just get to a point where you're just like, all right, I can't do this. I got too much to do at home time. It's fine. Okay. Everybody's different. Do it until you feel comfortable, until you feel like you need to move on or have to move on or you feel like it's maybe not something that's going to work for you at the moment and you need to get a jump start and things in a different way. That's fine. This is just another exercise to get our mind and body open and be more in a freed, relaxed, comfortable state. All right. Now, the rest of these are in no particular order. It's not like you have to do A, B, and C before you do D. Do it however you want. Some of these things will take much longer. Some of these things you can do in a little bit of time. It just really depends on what works for you. It draws to you what you feel like you connect with. So for me, one of my top ways to kind of get myself going is shadow work. And it's an excellent tool for soul cleansing because... It helps us find out what's really bothering us deep down inside in our subconscious. It helps us kind of pull to light the things that we've hidden back, the things that we kind of forgot about that are still bothering us, but we don't know. Because you guys, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had this where you just feel some kind of way and you don't know why you feel that kind of way, but you know, like, there's some reason making you feel some kind of way. This is... The perfect tool for finding out what's going on. For bringing out to light from the shadows <laughs> what is going on in your head and your state and whatever realm you're dealing with. This will help you find it, name it, and deal with it. If we can understand what... Uh, ooh, what has the strongest effect on our souls, then it's going to help us address it and deal with it. We can gain more confidence and self-esteem. We can improve our creativity, uh, build better relationships with others through uh, shadow work. Self-love and self-acceptance are huge things that come out of self or shadow work for me. Find clarity on a lot of things that maybe we've just kind of put back there and we after time realize oh okay we made this a big deal but honestly it's really not let's deal with it it also helps you create compassion towards others and uh you could possibly discover hidden talents i i I honestly have done a lot of 
uh, sorry, a lot of um, soul searching through my shadow work and found things that I have forgotten about that I've been letting fester inside me forever. And that's why I brought up the whole point of knowing that you feel some kind of way, but not sure why you feel that kind of way or what's making you feel that way, but you know you feel some kind of way. This exactly has helped me address it and move past it. And then you feel better. And honestly, shadow work just kind of promotes overall wellness for you because you are getting things out and dealing with them. The next thing I like to do, or not next, but one of the other things, because I want to say there's, I want to say next, like it's a specific order. Why does that sound so specific? Words are hard today, apparently, again. Yay. Journaling or brainstorm journaling. So, everybody's different. So, but what I do, do you guys remember being in school? I don't know if I'm, everybody did this this way, but when I was younger, in school, we would talk about brainstorming. And their brainstorming, the way they taught us was like clustering. There's the poppin'. You put like your main idea in a bubble on a piece of paper. And you draw off lines and then add a certain, you know, add whatever idea would be with it. You're like a sub idea that's connected to that main one. And you'd write it down and then you'd circle it. And it's a line coming off of the main one. But sometimes you have sub brainstorms. So you'd have like a line come off the other line or damn, a smaller line come off of that line out of that bubble and have another bubble and so on. I really hope it makes sense. It's like, you know, when people are talking in clouds on like comic strips or whatever, it's like those, but many other side pieces coming off of it. I hope you guys know what I'm saying. (laughs) I just realized me explaining my way I brainstorm just sounds really fucking stupid and probably incoherent babble, but for me at work. So, <coughs> excuse me. We have a lot of thoughts in our head and many issues, you know, quote unquote issues that we need to deal with. Sometimes they're just emotions we need to process. Sometimes they are thoughts, decisions that need to be made, things that we know we need to take care of, like physical items that we need to deal with. But these all start with ideas or thoughts in our head. We need to get those out of there and down on paper so we can address it making lists of things or however you're going to do it. Everybody's different. So whether you do like a brainstorming chart or you just write down lists or you just write everything down on fucking paper somewhere and then take time to really go through them and see what you got going on, organize them in whatever way is going to work best for you. Put all the things that are just, you need to think about, put them all in one section, things that require physical activity put them in another section. Things that require a specific decision to be made in another. Whatever works best for you. Everyone is different. But once you have dealt with all these, you figured, you know, got everything out on paper, then it's time to um, prioritize. Make a list or whatever you want to do, you choose. But I'll make a list and I'll prioritize, go through and see what takes priority versus what is minute and can wait. Then I will deal with them Um, the issues that I've been putting off forever, I'll deal with those. And the reason I say to do this on paper or to get out is because oftentimes if we don't see something, we don't think about it. It's like it doesn't exist if we can't see it. Even though it's in our heads, we're able to switch our brains really quickly sometimes when we want to stop thinking about it, think about something else, and then we forget about it. So 
by getting it out onto paper and addressing it all, then we're able to kind of take all the files out of the filing cabinet, organize them the way they need to be with, throw out the shit that doesn't need to be there, that we don't need to deal with, it's not important, get all of our files organized, and then put them back in our head. Does that make sense? Okay. It really helps. I promise you, it really helps. But getting these thoughts out will literally just make us take the action that we need to do that we've been putting up for a while. We prioritize, like I said, set small attainable goals and then take action. And then you will have a much better mind space. Trust me, I... This is one exercise that I have to do a lot because I, my ADHD, I'm so fucking scatterbrained all the time that if I don't do this quite often, it becomes a total shit show in my head and it's just thoughts going off nonstop. Like if you guys have ever seen Bruce Almighty, it's that part where, um, he's, uh, becomes God, Bruce, or what's fuck, yeah, Bruce, but, um, Jim Carrey becomes God and he starts hearing everyone's prayers just going off at the same time. That's what my brain is like. If I don't do this regularly, just pop, 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 thoughts constantly in there and I will quiet them and then they will all pop back up over and over and over again. So another thing that we can do to cleanse our souls is examining our realms, our physical, mental, emotional, emotional, fuck man, intellectual, spiritual, crafty side and our social side. And honestly, any other realms that are of importance to you because we're all different. So some of you may have other realms of your mind that are much more important and need to be dealt with. Again, this is another thing where we are going to kind of, um, I am going to, I don't want to keep saying we because you guys may handle it differently, but I like to approach it in the same way as the journaling slash brainstorming slash cluster fuck fixing. I take each realm that I need to deal with. My emotions. Alright, let's process these things. And this is a this honestly is a process that can take quite a lot of time and doesn't have to be done in one sitting. This is something you can do while you're at work if you do manual work, physical work where you're not having to constantly stop and think about things or interact with other people. In a constant basis. So a lot of times when I'm stalking at work, I'll put a headphone in um, with nothing playing sometimes. So people think that I am listening to music and they won't, like my coworkers anyway, and they'll like tap my shoulder before they start talking to me so I'm interrupted. Or, or if I'm just in the store alone in the morning or whatever the case may be, I will put it in. Well, I don't need to put a headphone in then, but um, I will stop and I will not really stop working. Let me rephrase everything. Fuck, man. I'm getting myself all out of order. If nobody's in the store, I'm by myself. I have open freedom and I'm doing my work. That doesn't require me to do a lot of thinking. I'm just putting those away. So I have to like, you know, I'm not writing a paper or anything or doing paperwork. I'm just doing physical movement or a great time when you go for a walk or a jog or anything really is time when you can process these emotions. You know what you have to do. You know what things you are dealing with that are stuck back there. Maybe these are things that came up during shadow work. But this is the time to process each of those emotions that you need to deal with. If you have um, issues with like social media or social people in general, whatever. It could be socializing. It could be online. um, It could be 
um, work-related issues. It could be um, stuff in your craft that's going on. It could be like uh, educational type situations. Whatever it is, we need to categorize these things that are going on in our heads. Each realm will need its own time to take and figure out what is happening prioritize each of those in subcategories and then approach them and deal with them you can find areas that you need to work on or the areas that need work that need attention would probably get attention or would get fuck addressed first <sighs> like right now <laughs> my brain is literally trying to think of all these things that i'm telling this is one of the problems i'm having when I start doing this and I'm telling other people about it, my brain starts wandering off and thinking about all the things that I need to deal with. Instead, it's not the right time to do that. But my brain is like, hey, you're talking about it. Let's do it. But I can't because I'm literally doing this. So my head's a scary place, guys. But honestly, this is a great way to get yourself feeling like you've just dusted everything off polished it all up and now it's time to display it and deal with it take the time to address what is happening what's causing emotional issues what's causing physical issues what you need to deal with and address it set again set small goals that are attainable and take action purging and decluttering it's just as it sounds like we do in real life with things. We find things that we don't need anymore. We either donate to Goodwill, a thrift store. We sell them online. We have a yard sale. Whatever your method is, it's the same concept. Only we're doing it with our minds, really. Damn, sorry. That coffee is good. We're going to get rid of all the clutter in our heads. We're going to deal with... Physical, emotional, social, all of it. All the realms that we've been dealing with. We're going to throw away the things that are not necessary or important. We're going to Marie Kondo that shit. If it does not spark joy, chuck it in the fuck it bucket because we don't need it. We don't want to associate it with it. We just want to cut it out and be done. Get it out. Same concept. We're going to purge any of these fucking thoughts that are not helpful that are not necessary, that are not doing any good for us. We're going to get them out, get them gone, address them, and get rid of them. We don't need it. Chuck it. Cutting out all the distractions that you have going on. There are things that we let live in our heads, and then we let that distract us. We can be in the middle of something just working on actual work or doing spell work or doing a ritual or meditating or doing um anything really honestly like doing tarot read this is the worst for me i'll be doing like a tarot card session or um some type of divination and i will have thoughts in my head that i have not addressed yet like something was bothering me i wanted to look up the data something but when it popped up and i wanted to look at it i didn't have the time I did not have the time. I had things taken care of. I was too busy and I forgot about it. And it will pop up at the worst fucking time. Like when I'm really trying to concentrate or connect with some energy. And then it pops up and it's like, hey, I wonder what year that 
Billy Joel was born. I mean, something stupid like that. And it will eat at me until I stop everything I'm doing to go look. It's not anything I needed to know. It's not anything that's going to make a difference in my life to know that trivial piece of information. But yet it lives in my fucking head. And it interrupts me when I'm doing things that are very important. Usually when I'm trying to do divination, that's when that fucking minute, minuscule, unimportant, unnecessary thought will pop in my head or question. So this is what I mean by cutting out distractions. Things that we have popping up, things that we know that we want to look or deal with or small little things like, you know, oh, I wonder what happened if we did this or if that happened. Just small thoughts in our heads that we just let live there. If we don't take time to address them, they're going to start interrupting our lives at the worst times. An example, when I'm trying to do a reading for somebody and these fucking stupid thoughts pop up because I didn't just address them or I didn't be like, yeah, you know what? It's not important. It's not going to affect my day in any way, shape, or form, whether I know that or not. That way I'm addressing it and it's moving on. I've thrown it in the chuck in the bucket bucket and we don't need to deal with it anymore. But also cutting out distractions in life, not just in your head. There are a lot of things that we don't realize distract us in so many ways, but they do. So one of my big things that distracts me a lot is when I'm in here, I'm doing a spell or, um, or doing a spell jar, candle work. I'm doing something that I really need to concentrate on. And I have this fucking string next to my altar that has been there for the bracelets that I make. And I have a hanging on, um, a piece of twine with that rolls through the center of all the strings and I can just roll it as I need it. It's not bad. It doesn't look bad, but there's a piece that distracts me all the fucking time and I just play with it when I'm doing things. Like when I'm talking to you guys, I'm literally sitting here playing with it and then I get sidetracked. I'm like, oh, wait, what? What was I dealing with? What? That's just a tiny minor distraction. But we also have other large distractions that come along, things that we've been putting off. Like maybe you have to make some phone calls that you're putting off and it's distracting you into things that you really need to take care of because you need to deal with that. You need to address that. You need to make an appointment with your doctor for annual checkup or whatever. And you keep putting it off. You keep putting it off. Our body and our mind and our soul has a way of having like an internal alarm clock with things. Where it's like, hey, they haven't thought about this in a while. Let's remind her she needs to do this. And it's going to come in at the most inopportune time. And keep going and going and going until you address it. And no matter how many times we bury that shit, it's going to keep coming back up. Because our mind and soul has said, hey, this is something important that needs to be dealt with. We're going to continue to nag her. It's this news button. We're just going to keep popping up every nine days to remind her we need to do this getting all these distractions out of our heads out of our spaces physically moving the distractions somewhere else will help us be able to concentrate to think clearer to be more decisive to have peace because we're not constantly in a state of, oh, fuck, I need to deal with this, or oh, I need to deal with that, we're able to finally actually relax comfortably without the panic of worrying about all the other shit constantly. Bad habits. These are also things that we need to address to cleanse our souls. Address it and correct it. My worst 
habit is procrastination. Literally worse than smoking. I know smoking's bad. That is something I am going to deal with when I'm ready, but I'm not fucking ready yet. So when I am, I will deal with that. But right now, my biggest distraction or my biggest fucking bad habit is procrastination. I procrastinate so much and put things off to the end and I don't know why I do it. There are things that will come up and I'm like, oh, yes, let's do this immediately right now. And then I don't. There's things, if I know that I don't have, that it does not have to be done immediately. If I know that I have a deadline for two days or two weeks or whatever, I will ultimately put that thing off until the last hour every time. I don't know why I do this. So this is a bad habit I am trying to correct because it does cause a lot of issues of my mind becoming free and cleansed and clear and able to concentrate more on things because by continuing this procrastination bad habit, I will be, again, doing a reading or doing some type of divination, trying to contact the spirits of my home, trying to speak with them, trying to do anything and it'll pop up. You didn't make that phone call. You did not make that doctor's appointment. They're not open now, so you can't do it now. So now you're going to worry about this until they open on Monday morning. But on Monday morning, you're going to have a conference call the time they open, so you're not going to remember to do that. And then you're going to forget after your conference call because then you have to deal with this and you have to deal with that. And then you're not going to remember and then it's going to be too late. And what if they say, oh, you can't be a patient here because you waited too long. And then what are you going to do? Then you have to find a new doctor and you have to find new insurance approval. And then you have to wait to get into them because new patients take longer. And then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What if something is really wrong with you and you waited so long? And then it's too late by the time you get in there. You're willing to do this now. Why didn't you do this the other day? You know you can't do it now. They're not open. Why are you doing this? Why didn't you do it? Why do you put this on yourself like this all the time? And that is what is in my head all the times. That's why procrastination is something I need to deal with. And it's hard, but I got to do something because it's getting to be a bit too much. To-do lists are fantastic to declutter things make them so they're manageable set a plan of action and purge it purge your fucking to-do list to get the shit done so it does not live in your fucking head anymore let's go and take a short break and we're back so the next step that I do, and I say step because I do this usually after I've done at least one of the previous things of getting all of that shit out of my head and out and dealt with and really addressed everything I needed to do and kind of at least set and achieved a few of the goals to kind of get that out of my head, get it all out. And it makes it just easier to be able to do these things if all of that has been addressed and at least a plan of action has been set for those things. So I like to create. I like to create my internal happy space. I need to think first (laughs) about what that looks like to me. So I will maybe meditate and close my eyes and just kind of picture what the inside of my head would look like if it were an actual space and I 
like to think of it as like it's so hard to describe a vision to other people sometimes I always say that if I ever saw like a crime or something and I had to um talk to a police sketch artist that I would be the worst person in the world to to talk to them because I'd be like well, you know the place that we saw when we lived in Arizona, down by uh, the old Walmart, the one that we used to go to, the one that's by the Goodwill that we like, not the shady Goodwill. Remember those trees that were right there? Yeah, that that's the kind of tree that was there. And the guy that used to stay on the corner, the guy that used to stand there that wasn't actually homeless, that just pretended him. That's, that's who the guy looked like. It was his nose. And the sketch artist would just look at me like, um, what the fuck's wrong with you? And that's how I... <laughs> That's how I know I would not be good at that because I can't describe stuff very well. So, bear with me as I try to describe the vision in my head when I close my eyes and think of my internal happy place. There's a field. I'm in a field on a blanket. A beautiful wildflowers and greenery and little animals everywhere. There's some baby goats some squirrels, butterflies, moths, bumblebees, honeybees, all of them. They're, but they're not going to sting me because they love me. There are a pride of lions to the side, some cheetahs, some elephants. There's literally animals everywhere. But there's beautiful flowers, but it's quiet. But not silent. Because you hear the birds singing a beautiful song quietly in the background and everything that I need to deal with is in a book and all the books are on a shelf next to a tree and I can pick them out and address what I need to deal with or whatever I need to search for or whatever answer I need is in a book I just need to open up the book they're all clearly labeled and it's right there. And it's just a gorgeous sunny day. But the sun's not too bright that's blinding because I'm in a shaded area for my eyes. But it's still just warm and peaceful and beautiful and amazing. And that's the happy place in my head. So I need to manifest what I want that happy space to look like, like I just did. But I need to manifest the things to make that happen. I need to create an environment in my head and around me that will make it where that is a maintainable goal to have. I do that with starting with creating positive emotions. We have talked about if you constantly, oh, that's our loud ass fucking truck, guys. It's not quite as loud because the window's shut a little more and padded, but Oh, he made an appearance. But I, I've told you guys before, we've talked about this so many times. If all you do is think about a red car, red car, red car, you're going to see red cars. If you think white car, white car, white car, you're going to see white cars. So if you think negative, 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 so all you're going to see is the negative of everything. If you think positive, 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 oh, that's a great thing. That's awesome. That's happy. That's perfect. That's wonderful. It's good. You will see the good. We have to change our way of thinking to change our emotions as well. So, create positive emotions. Find the good in things. We've talked about this a few episodes back. How we can do that. What we can do to 
see the better in things, how we can change our thinking, all of that. So go back to that if you need a reminder, but that's what we need. Focus on what makes you happy. When I am doing my cleansing and my creating of the step, I like to really think about what makes me happiest. It is my family, top priority. My Kit Kat Sky, because she's family as well. People around me thriving. Everyone happy and thriving. Everyone just feeling good. Everyone not having to stress about things. No stress, no anxiety. Peace, love, happiness. That's what makes me happy. That's what gets me to my emotional nirvana. That's when other people are happy and are doing good and things are great for everybody and as we all know right now in this world it's very fucking hard to achieve any of that because things are getting worse and worse and I don't want to make this a um, episode about all the bullshit going on so we're going to just kind of gloss over that because I don't want to get down that road but the point is we uh, we, me <laughs> the creating of happiness starts with us. We are the only ones who are responsible for our own happiness. What other people do to aid in that is a great plus. It's a bonus. But we're responsible for creating our happiness. And I like to focus on my happiness and what makes me happy. So, I can only control what I can control. And if I can't control it, then I need to quit worrying about it because it's it doesn't make me happy. I also create routines to achieve my happy place. I do things that I know will foster that ideal utopia in my head and in my actual physical life as well. So um, creating things, routines to do that will help me stay on track, I guess. So I like to make sure that I always look for a feather when I'm walking. I always try to spot different birds out if I'm out driving or if I'm in a passenger seat or whatever. When I'm at work and I go outside for a smoke break or something, I look for the crows and ravens that are always out back. I make sure that I have um, the windows open when it's nice outside so I can hear the birds singing and that helps kind of add to my vision, my inner vision, and hearing that will help create that place because it's going to seep its way into my subconscious of, obviously, there are real birds singing. They're going to aid to the birds in my head and my happy place in my head. I hope that makes sense. It doesn't make me sound crazy, but um, with summer coming up, having all the flowers outside and creating the environment that I want to have in my head, and sometimes we can't create the same exact physical replicas so we have to create metaphorical ones so for me having all my books my ideas on books would just basically be me having checklists and things that I need to remember and having lists to remind myself of things that I need to take care of and prioritizing those and making sure I take time each day to address what needs to be dealt with, deal with it, and get it out of the way so it's no longer just a page floating in my head that needs to be grabbed and dealt with. 
Creating a daily mantra to keep yourself on track is also an amazing fucking tool. So this is something that you might say at the same time every day or, and you can say the same thing all the time. You can say something different. You can change it up. A lot of times I like to do affirmations, but one thing I say to myself every fucking day, every day now, and have for quite a few years, I am the realest me I've ever been. Because you know how guys, I've told you guys I've spent so many fucking years being somebody I wasn't, just trying to please others, trying to quote unquote fit in with what I thought society expected me to be and be just someone else. And I've hated it. But the day that I said fuck it and embraced who I am and my true form was probably one of the happiest days. The day that I felt released. The day I felt like the fucking shackles came off. I broke free from the chains. And I was able to truly be my free self. I am not in that funk. I am not in that de- sad, depressive state of not knowing what to do. Or having any real identity to myself at all. So every day I'm very thankful for the fact that I am the realest me I've ever been. But it is still something that I have to remind myself it's okay to be. Because society does look at us in different ways. And until we're fully accepted, which who the fuck knows when that will be, especially since we're going fucking backwards right now in the U.S., I have to remind myself that that's what makes me happy is being me. Also, like I said, affirmations... I have several cards of affirmations all around. Um, I'm actually going to start posting more. I kept telling you guys I was going to start reading them at the beginning of the episodes and I just fucking forgot. So, um, let's do an affirmation for self-worth. As I'm literally trying to reach for it, knocking everything else down. For well, well worth, okay? I'm a loving, beautiful, creative person and this is reflected in my relationships with others. One more time. Affirmation for well worth. I'm a loving, beautiful, creative person, and this is reflected in my relationships with others. If we repeat affirmations, we start to live them. And I think that's something that we can all really benefit from. So, I'm going to give you guys homework. Again, I think I did not long ago. Create some affirmations of your own. If you want to buy them, if you want to buy affirmation cards, that's great. But if you don't want to, create your own. Cut some paper up, cut some index cards, whatever. Write your affirmations out. Write them all on one piece of paper, it doesn't matter. But actually believe in them. Reread them. Keep telling yourself until your brain finally says, okay, you're right. We are this person, or this is us, or this is what we are. It's going to make a huge difference, I'm telling you. You will feel just refreshed. You will feel, you will begin to finally see what other people have seen for so long in you. We have the worst time seeing our own worth. We really, really are our own worst enemies. But through creating affirmations or reading affirmations that you may have gotten from somewhere or bought or whatever, they remind us that we are a wonderful person. We are very valuable. We are amazing. We are love 
lovable. We are loved. We are loving. We are who we are. And we don't need to make any apologies for it. So stay on that because that this section right here, the create section or step or whatever the fuck you want to call it is really important because it's what keeps us going. And this is something we could take and repeat over and over and over. These are things we could do every day. Focus on what makes us happy. We can do that all the time. Create our happy places. We can do that all the time. Visiting them is creating them. Daily affirmations. Reminding ourselves. We are worthy. We are this. We are that. It will come. And it will change you. Create your positive emotions every single day. Make it your first priority. Trust me, you'll see a difference. Next thing that we really need to focus on to cleanse our souls is energy cleaning. Cleansing, cleaning, it just doesn't sound right. It's time to address how physical activities affect our souls. And not just... Uh, Oh, hang on. Yeah, sorry. My, <laughs> I just thought I'm like totally fucked something up, but I did not. Not just physical activities, but people. Which could be spending time, a physical activity of spending time with people. But certain activities drain our emotional energy. Certain people drain our emotional energy. How do we fix that? I know you're hearing my notes starting, sorry. So, there are people in our lives that just fucking drain us completely that we don't have the ability to cut out sometimes. Some people we can cut out. We can just say, fuck it, get rid of them. They're gone, they're toast, it's done. Unfortunately, sometimes, a lot of the times, these are people we aren't able to cut out. Coworkers, certain family, um people who come along with friends like there's just some things I don't even know how to describe it all they're just people we can't fucking cut out as much as we'd love to but sometimes we can do things to alter it or limit it or whatever so we need to find ways first off to avoid that energy draining time event whatever it may be setting limitations now if there are people you cannot avoid like family for instance we can avoid how much time we spend with them we don't have to i mean we obviously sometimes we can't cut them out completely because sometimes cutting that person out cuts out someone you don't want to cut out and you have to make that choice whether they are so bad it's worth cutting out the person that you don't want to because they come as a package or if it's worth limiting the bad interaction so you can still have some of the good everybody's different this answer is not going to work for everybody but what we can do what i have done and continually do is setting limitations on time so say for instance we are at a family gathering and i know that there are people there that are going to be very draining i will take time to say my hello, move on. Sometimes there are some I do not even say hello to. But I limit my interactions by I am being there. I am there. I go. But I try to avoid that person 
as much as possible in that situation. And then when I come home, I cleanse, meditate, center, and ground myself. It gets the energy out. I've still made my appearance. I've still got to have my time with the other people. But I limited my interactions as much as I possibly could to the point where it's not so harmful. I can come home, cleanse, center, ground, be good. Some activities sometimes that we have, excuse me, are very draining. Some things that we have to do. And not just physical energy draining, like mental energy draining. So one of the things that I will never do again, um, well, at least we're not for quite a while, I uh, did tarot readings at a festival. And it's great. I mean, it's nice to interact with people. It is wonderful. Um, I did it for donation. I did like six hours and made like 400 bucks. So that was nice, right? I, I enjoyed it during the moment. I enjoyed interacting with people. I enjoyed showing them um, their future and answering their questions and opening their minds up to things. But when it was done, I was so physically and completely 100% emotionally drained that I slept for like 14 fucking hours. I was so exhausted. And by physical, I was sitting in a chair in one spot for that long that just kind of got me. But the six hours of constant, nonstop reading over and over and over again completely drained me of everything. I was just to the point where I couldn't fucking barely walk. I had no energy. I just needed complete and total relaxation to calm myself and bring myself back to a zero level you know had to center you know kind of ground myself out I need to even myself out there so now if I do those I will limit it very little three hours take a break go away do something that creates energy in me and then maybe come back but I cannot do the six straight hours again it's something I love to do I just can't do it it's just too much on my body and my mind and everything else so what I will do, if I know I have to do something, like I said, and I can't cut it out, that was optional. I could definitely 100% not go to these events, but they're fun and I enjoy it. And like I said, I really enjoy that interaction with people. But sometimes work can do this to us. Even if we have an office job, it can be emotionally, energetically draining as far as people in our offices or our work or whatever that we have to make sure that we are making it up with um, taking time for energy boosting activities and not necessarily physical energy boosting but spiritual emotional whatever you want to call it intellectual energy boosting things for me personally things that do to make me happy is nature walks. I like to go out and walk along the river. I like to go along the trails. I like to go look for feathers and bones. And I like to sit in front of a fire and relax. I like to burn incense. I like to sit on my back porch and listen to the birds sing me a song, the wind blow, smell the fucking flowers and all the earth smell. If it's raining or storming, I like to stop when it first starts and smell the first drops of the rain hitting the earth and just that amazing earthy smell that you get. It's just as fucking energizing as hell. It's like it resets me and it just boosts me with serotonin all over to the point that I'm just going to fucking burst. 
And that's mine. I don't know about you. Everybody's different, but that is something that I really love to do to kind of reset my my energy meter, my emotional, spiritual energy meter. It really helps. One of the most fucking important parts. This next thing is probably the most fucking important, right? I've said it, I don't know how many fucking times. We had, I think I did a whole fucking episode on it. Self-care, self-love. The most important part of soul cleansing. Self-care, self-love. I'm not going to go real deep into this because I've, like I said, I've done a whole episode on it. I've talked about it all the fucking time. It is literally the most important part. We must make time for self-care and self-love. The last part of what I was just talking about, about taking time to do things that boost your energy, that is self-care. That is self-love. Taking five minutes of time for yourself every fucking day is not selfish. It is self-care. It is self-love. It is something we have to do. At night, I go in and I do my facial cleansing ritual, which involves me taking off all my daily makeup and going through my skincare routine and doing anything I need to do before the next day, getting all my stuff ready, my jewelry, my, um, make sure everything's clean, whatever it is I need to do. But I take that time every single night. And sometimes I only plan to take five minutes and I take 20 to 30 minutes and it doesn't matter. It's fine. The more time you take, the better you feel. Some people need very minimal of that time because they're able to reach that zone quicker because they've set themselves with limits because of children or whatever the case may be, but we're all different. So whatever works best for you, just make sure you are actually feeling a difference before you say you're done. I know it's hard. I know we don't get to do, especially when we have younger kids or we live in a house full of people or there's so many things that can happen that can limit our time, but it's so fucking important that we take time and make it happen. And don't just do what I say that I do or somebody tells you what they do for self-care, self-love. Do whatever fucking makes you happy. You're the one that is needing to be cared for. You're the one who needs the love. If you do whatever else tells you that they do, that may not make you feel better because it's not something that matters to you or that makes you feel any kind of way. So find what works for you that makes you happy and do it. It is self-necessary. Make a point to make yourself the priority number one because you are worth it and you need to. It's an absolute must. I'm going to end on self-care because I can literally go on for a whole fucking episode of self-care. But, and of course, there is the physical cleaning part. I know you guys are probably thinking, yeah, I guess we're talking about soul cleaning, not spring cleaning your physical shit. But we are because we need to have a clean environment. We need to have a place that is clean and I say clutter free, but <laughs> let's be right, uh, real. Sometimes it's really hard to be clutter free because children, pets, roommates, living situations, uh, hoarding. Uh, yeah, so I have one room in our house that is so fucking cluttered that, I mean, the floor is open, but every wall. Like, there's hardly any space on the walls and around the wall and, like, around the floor. There's no space up against the wall anywhere. And it's my witch room. This, this thing is fucking packed. 
which is why we're spilling it out into the rest of the house because I'm not going to keep it all in here anymore. But it makes me happy and I like it and it just feels good. So, but we do think better in a clean space. We really do. We are happier. We are more relaxed. We are less anxious, less stressed. We are just happier in a clean environment. We, uh, oftentimes when we do our spring cleaning purge and decluttering, in the physical state anyway, uh, we find things that we've forgotten about. Like I just found, um, I had two cases of, uh, like glass containers down here that I forgot I even bought. And I am so fucking pumped because I've got big ideas for those. And some I think I bought last fall. So, um, yeah, I forgot, but now I'm happy because they're here. So I'm pretty pumped about that actually, because there's so many cool things that I can do with all this glassware and containers and uh some are very similar to one of the videos i posted on tiktok uh a few months back actually i think it was last year the end of last year i don't fucking remember no it had to be this year yeah it had to be like a couple months ago it's like the different jars and shit anyway there's a whole extra bottle or um case of those that i had bought last year i completely forgot about it. i put it under here so but Decluttering our physical space is very helpful in decluttering our soul because we are able to think clear, we are able to concentrate, and we're less distracted if there's not stuff everywhere. And physically cleaning the dirt and things that just build up over, you know, daily, like my fucking cat. You guys know I love Sky so much, but she shed so bad even during the winter. I lent roll my couch daily. I used to vacuum it, but it got to the point where it's like starting to wear out looking, you know. And I didn't want that because I don't want to turn around and buy a new couch soon because it's worn out looking. So I lint roll it daily and get all her little lints off. I've been looking for, I've seen it on uh, Facebook advertised, but I don't usually trust buying things from Facebook ads, only some of them. But it's like this little, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like a, kind of like a hanger, but where the hook would be is the handle. And it's like a thin rubber wire thing that goes across and it just collects all the hair real easily and then you just wipe it off and you're good to go again and keep going. So I'd like to find one of those because lint rollers get expensive after a while and for good ones anyway because you can buy cheap ones but they don't fucking stick to anything. But anyway, we are just more apt to feel happier in a cleaner space. We feel safer. Because I'm running this on a firehouse with all clutter, which, you know, it's a whole other story. But having things in the proper place just looks better, feels better. It's great. Having things put away, things look nice. Things just look appeasing to the point that you are able to relax more. Because you're not looking at a mess and thinking, oh god, I gotta clean this up. I gotta find time to do this. You're able to relax better in a cleaner environment. Start with your altar. If you are somebody who has trouble cleaning because of depression, I completely understand 100%. It happens to a lot of people. I get it. Start small. Do little tasks to work your way up. Start with your altar. Clean your altar. Organize your altar. Refresh it for spring. Maybe bring in some spring flowers, even if they're fake. I, you can decorate fake flowers. Fuck it. It's fine because fake flowers don't die. So... Add a little spring color. Switch out your crystals for a little springier color crystals or whatever makes you happy. You are the only one who can 
really decide how things are going to be and what's going to make you happy, what's going to cleanse your soul, what's going to work for you. It's all about you. You are amazing. You are doing such a great job. You've come so far. You are really powerful. And I really wish that you would just trust your gut a little bit more and have a little bit more self-confidence. Because we see your worth. We all see how amazing you are. And we want you to see it too. But you're the only one who can get yourself to that spot. And it all starts with soul cleansing, self-care, self-love, and physical area cleansing. <laughs> they didn't really fit in, but it does. So, that is my two cents on all of that. Um, I'm going to do mine this week. I have a lot of time set aside to do a lot of things that I need to get done to cleanse my soul. And to get us... Uh, prepared for Beltane coming up. We are less than a month away. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a great day. Also, I hate to bring this up, but as of today, we are only like 19 days away from Mercury retrograde and we've been safe for quite a while. It's, it's been a while. So just, just fair warning you guys, April 21st, um, Mercury goes into retrograde. So you've been warned, you got some time to prepare so we'll be good. All right, everyone. I hope that you guys all have a great day, week, month, whatever it is when you're listening to this. And don't forget to take care of yourself. Bless be. Love you. Bye.